1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
2: Tonight, the new CDC guidance for vaccinated Americans. When and where you don't need to wear your mask, as the Biden administration tries to provide a new incentive to those without their shots. The good news for nearly 100 million Americans who are fully vaccinated. What the federal guidelines say about going maskless outdoors.
3: This is another great reason to go get vaccinated. Now.
2: Plus, could a new at home pill to treat coronavirus be available by the end of the year? Vaccine mandates. Some colleges demanding everyone be vaccinated. Businesses firing employees without a shot. Is it legal? FBI investigation, the feds open up a civil rights investigation into the police shooting death of Andrew Brown Jr. in North Carolina, the new video of his deadly encounter and what we're learning from the family's independent autopsy. Hatred on the rise, the troubling report showing historic highs in anti-Semitic acts from an attack on a synagogue to Zoom bombers who hack into online chats. A matter of privacy. Apple's plan to stop apps from tracking you on your phone without your knowledge. Why Facebook is up in arms. Uneven risks. Why are girls nearly twice as likely as boys to suffer concussions on the soccer field? And unifying America. How a town is righting a wrong a century later.
4: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with that sweeping new guidance from the federal government about when people do and don't need to wear masks to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Tonight, President Biden and the CDC say starting now, Americans who have been fully vaccinated no longer need to wear masks outside unless they're in large crowds. Health officials are also relaxing several other guidelines, specifically for people who have gotten their shots. The changes are being rolled out now in part as a way to encourage more Americans to sign up for those vaccine appointments. That's because while more than a third of adults in the U.S. are now fully vaccinated, the number of people signing up for shots has dropped dramatically in the past few weeks. Actually, seven states say with demand dropping, they aren't even using all of the doses that have been given to them. Tonight, experts warn without more of those Americans vaccinated, the pandemic will continue and in some places could even get worse again. We have two reports tonight on that new mask mandate and on those concerns about growing vaccine hesitancy. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the White House. Good evening, Ed.
5: Good evening, Nora. The president is touting these changes as yet another reason why people who haven't been vaccinated should, saying the decision is rooted in science and that by loosening the restrictions, life is one step closer to normal, at least for those who've gotten their shots. President Biden walked outside to make his remarks wearing a mask, but walked away without one, signaling the change in federal guidance. Starting today, if you're fully vaccinated and you're outdoors and not in a big crowd, you no longer need to wear a mask. The CDC now says that outside, fully vaccinated people can exercise, attend small gatherings or eat at a restaurant unmasked, but they should still be worn by unvaccinated people at outdoor gatherings or when eating outside. And masks are still recommended for everyone, crowded outdoor events like parades or at the ballpark.
6: The fact that our case rates are now starting to come down motivated our change in guidance.
5: The CDC says that all people, regardless of vaccination, should still wear masks indoors, anywhere but at home.
6: Less than 10% of documented transmission in many studies have occurred outdoors. Um, we also know that there's a, almost a 20-fold increased risk of transmission in the indoor setting and the outdoor setting.
5: Public health officials hope their decision will convince more Americans to get vaccinated. Daily vaccinations are down 20% from their April 11th peak.
3: Go get the shot. It's never been easier.
5: And in a bid to boost vaccine participation among younger Americans, federal officials also said today they're allowing pharmacies participating in the federal vaccine program to lift state residency requirements. That means any college kids could get their shots away from home. Ed O'Keefe, CBS News, the White House.
4: I'm Mola Lenghi in Florida, where nearly half of adult residents have not been vaccinated. And the state leads the nation in new COVID cases, weeks after spring break gatherings. Tonight, the CDC's new mask guidance for fully vaccinated Americans comes at a time when vaccine hesitancy
6: is up. If you are fully vaccinated, things are much safer for you than those who are not yet fully vaccinated.
4: Despite a drop this past week in cases, hospitalizations and deaths, Florida is not keeping pace with the much steeper declines being seen nationwide.
3: We have to get to that 75, 80 percent of us fully vaccinated and really get this thing under control.
4: Florida Infectious Disease Specialist Dr. Eileen Marty says the CDC's new mask guidelines could not have come at a better time. Is this a game changer in terms of vaccinating individuals?
3: It's a game changer for the vaccinated individuals, but it's really not a big game changer for people who are not vaccinated. Seven states
4: are currently administering less than 70% of their available first doses. And now we're learning of two more cases of the rare blood clots associated with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 17 cases now among the more than 8 million doses administered. Health officials at the University of California, San Francisco, reported the first male case on Monday. In a statement, UCSF doctors noting, we strongly recommend that everyone age 16 and over receive the vaccine. The alternative, says Dr. Marty, is dire.
3: We still have higher levels of COVID in the United States today than we did in September of 2020. The lesson everyone should be looking at is what happened to India that thought that they had this thing licked. It started having these mass gatherings outdoors, but too many people, they're running out of oxygen and people are dying. We are still at a very high level, and this can still go the wrong way if we're not careful.
4: Well, some states with mask mandates are still deciding how to proceed in light of the CDC's new guidelines. Here in Florida, it really depends on the county, sometimes the city, as some locations have never had mask mandates in place. And also new tonight, a potential game changer, as Pfizer says the company could have an experimental pill to treat COVID symptoms at home, ready by the end of the year. Nora.
2: All right, Mola Lenghi, thank you. Well, tonight, desperately needed aid is beginning to arrive in India, including ventilators and oxygen generators shipped from Britain. India's health system is buckling under a catastrophic spike in COVID cases. More than 2,700 deaths were reported on Monday alone. The U.S. is also sending supplies. President Biden has promised to send equipment and medicines to India. Tonight, we're following several new developments in the shooting death of Andrew Brown Jr. by deputies in North Carolina. The FBI is launching a civil rights investigation, and North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper is calling for a special prosecutor to lead the state's investigation. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas has more from Elizabeth City.
7: New video shows a team of Pasquotank County Sheriff's deputies before the shooting driving to Andrew Brown Jr.'s home Wednesday to serve warrants on drug charges. Moments later, witnesses say deputies opened fire as Brown tried to drive away. This video shows deputies surrounding Brown's bullet-riddled car after it crashed into a tree. Demands to know what happened in the roughly 30 seconds between these two videos has Elizabeth City on edge. The family's attorneys announced a private autopsy showed Brown suffered four gunshot wounds to the right arm and one fatal shot to the back of his head.
8: He was trying to get away in a moving vehicle, which no doubt is also against police practice to shoot into a moving vehicle.
7: Protesters and the Brown family continue to demand the release of all police body camera footage. The county showed family members only a 20-second clip yesterday, with the deputies' faces blurred.
8: Yesterday, I said he was executed. This optics report showed me that was correct.
7: The city has requested the county file to release the footage to help quell tensions here. Are you concerned that the longer this video goes unreleased the more restless that protesters might be
9: I am very concerned. Mr. Brown's family deserves some transparency that they're not receiving. These citizens in Elizabeth City deserve it.
7: As we near a full week of protests here, the city has decided to implement an 8 p.m. curfew. Under North Carolina law, a judge must sign off on the public release of body cam video. A court hearing on that matter is scheduled for tomorrow. Nora.
2: All right, Manny Bajorquez, thank you. Tonight, the Anti-Defamation League says anti-Semitic attacks in the U.S. were at near historic highs in 2020. And those spewing hate have a new tactic, taking their attacks online. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues.
8: Six attacks on four New York synagogues in recent days. Here, a suspect repeatedly throws rocks at a door before kicking it in and shattering the glass with his foot. Today, it's the synagogue. Tomorrow, it could be houses. It could be individuals. It's very scary. It's a very scary time. The Anti-Defamation League says anti-Semitic violence and harassment is part of a trend, much of it happening online with so-called Zoom bombings. Not,
6: flood,
8: In this meeting, someone hurled anti-Semitic slurs at a group of people studying the Torah. Hail Hitler. Here, a virtual Shabbat service was hijacked by someone who drew swastikas. Please uh,
0: stop sharing your screen. They keep popping in and out, rabbi, so I don't think we'll be able to do this. Not
1: everything from you know bar mitzvah ceremonies or Torah study groups or religious services were literally interrupted
8: by bullies and extremists. Last year, there were more than 2,000 incidents of anti-Semitism reported, with 16% of those responsible having ties to extremist groups, while 84% were individuals lashing out. Anti-Semitic images were also on display during the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, with some of those arrested wearing Nazi paraphernalia.
2: And Jeff joins us. I know there's been a rise in hate crimes against Asian-Americans, and I understand there's been an arrest and an especially vicious attack in New York.
8: That's right. Police have charged a suspect with attempted murder and assault as a hate crime with this attack that happened last Friday on a 61-year-old Asian man who was just collecting cans to feed his family. This was an unprovoked attack. The victim right now in a coma and fighting for his life. Nora.
2: Jeff Begayes, thank you. Well, tonight, Apple is shaking up the tech industry with a new privacy feature that allows users to decide how they want their personal information handled. Apple estimates there are more than one and a half billion of its devices in use, and many who use them are now becoming more aware of who's tracking them. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz.
6: Tonight, Apple is taking a bite out of online data tracking. When you're using apps on your iPhone, you may start to see this. Apple users now have to opt in to third party apps tracking their online activity data, which is used to target consumers with ads. Before, users could only opt out. Switching from opt out to opt in is huge. Jenny Gephardt with the nonprofit Electronic Frontier Foundation says the new policy will be a sea change for digital advertisers. This tracking feature that wasn't built for users, it was built for advertisers, and it's never worked in users' best interests. Facebook and Google could be hit hard too. Apps can build a user's profile by collecting web surfing data like your interests, demographics, even political leanings to send users specific ads. In a statement, Facebook said Apple's move will harm their small business advertisers and is about profit, not privacy. Late today, Apple CEO Tim Cook tweeted, At Apple, we've always believed that you should be in control of your data. Apple says they're doing this because they really care about users' privacy. Should people believe that, or do you think Apple has ulterior motives? I think that users should believe that Apple is building its brand and staking its reputation on privacy. Adding to the debate, privacy versus profit. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago. Tonight,
2: nearly 400,000 Americans will be getting raises. President Biden signed an executive order to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour for federal contractors, including cleaners and maintenance workers. That's about 37 percent more than the current $10.95 an hour. It will be phased in over time. We're going to turn now to a growing debate about vaccine mandates as people begin returning to the workplace. A new poll finds a divide among American workers, with 49 percent saying employers should require proof of vaccination from returning workers. We get more on all this from CBS's Meg Oliver.
10: When Bonnie Jacobson's boss at New York's Red Hook Tavern required the staff be vaccinated, the 34-year-old waitress, thinking about starting a family, chose not to because she felt there wasn't enough data yet on whether the vaccine affected fertility. Two days later, she was fired. I just wanted to be sure when it it became my time to get the vaccine that I just felt 100% comfortable about it. In an email, the restaurant offered no other option except to get vaccinated, saying we are sad to see you go. It was very blindsiding to me. More than 20 colleges and universities have decided to require vaccinations for students to return to campus next fall. And now that shots are readily available, lawyers say more companies are taking steps toward mandating the same for employees. Labor attorney Anna Maria Tejada says Jacobson's story is a cautionary tale. Why are more companies leaning toward requiring the vaccine? Because they do, in fact, want to ensure that there's a safe workplace. In general, Tejada says as long as employers allow for medical and religious exceptions, they're in the clear. The tavern has since spelled out exactly that. Jacobson now says she only wanted time to research her options. She has since gotten the Pfizer vaccine, but not her job back. I hope that there's no long-term effects. I'm trusting the science. Jacobson says she's planning to file a complaint with the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Meg Oliver, CBS News. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole?
2: A dramatic rescue by Atlanta police was caught on video. A car caught fire after a minor accident in a parking lot. Then the driver suffered a seizure. Officers raced to help the man, breaking the windows to open the door. They pulled him to safety just as the car was filling with smoke and flames. He is lucky to be alive. And there's important news tonight. For soccer moms and dads, a study of more than 80,000 high school soccer players found girls face nearly twice the risk of concussions as boys. Girls are most often injured by heading the ball or hitting the goalpost. Boys most often get hurt when colliding with another player. And they're one and a half times more likely than girls to be removed from play after getting injured. All right. A rare LeBron James autographed rookie card just shattered the record for the most expensive basketball card ever. Only 23 of these cards exist. A buyer whose name has not been released snatched it up for a record $5.2 million, tying the record for the top-selling Mickey Mantle rookie baseball card earlier this year. Tonight, California lawmakers have taken a first step to make amends for a shameful theft nearly a century ago. CBS's Carter Evans has more in our series, Unifying America.
9: In Manhattan Beach, California, a house on the sand can cost up to $20 million. And Anthony Bruce's family used to own two oceanfront lots
7: i should be a millionaire standing here talking to you today
9: more than 100 years ago his great great grandparents willa and charles bruce bought the land for about 1200 dollars they built a resort called bruce's lodge one of the only places black families were allowed on the beach until they were forced to shut down
6: the Ku klux klan was involved in harassing them they burned a cross right out here and when that didn't drive them away The city government decided to take the property under the guise of eminent domain. It really was stolen from them.
9: Inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement, L.A. County Supervisor Janice Hahn is working with state legislators to return the land. Today, they cleared the first legal hurdle with a unanimous vote.
7: It's bittersweet. When we were last in Manhattan Beach, the Bruce's, it was
9: a terrible situation for us. You're afraid you may be treated poorly when you go back. I hope for the best, but I'll prepare for the worst. Today, less than 1% of Manhattan Beach residents are black, and many here believe it's a direct result of shutting down Bruce's Lodge.
7: This is kind of like the catalyst for the nation to kind of look at this and see, is this how African-American people who have been mistreated can get their land back?
9: Righting a wrong from a century ago. Carter Evans, CBS News, Manhattan Beach, California
2: and we'll continue to follow that story. Just ahead of his 100th day in office, tomorrow night, President Biden will deliver his first address to a joint session of Congress. Join me for our live coverage beginning at 9 Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. And if you can't watch the evening news live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. And good night.